0: Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today, I have my friend Natalia, all the way from Spain. How you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good, good, good. So today, we are going to talk about this bad boy right here. This house yeah. is not for sale. Such a great album, which we're going to get into. Um, obviously, it's the band's 14th studio album, uh, released in, on November 4th, 2016. It was originally supposed to be October. Um, it was produced by John Bon Jovi and uh, John Shanks. and it was recorded from 2014 to May 2015 at Avatar Studios, aka Power Station Studios, where John used to be a gopher back in the 80s. Um, so what is just your overview? What is your overview of this album?
1: Well. Uh, this album is probably one of my top fives, and to me means that the light uh, is possible after the darkness.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, for the whole band, uh, for John, for the fans, uh, because we can tour was a little bit dark, and I remember when when we start to to talk about the new album. It was for me like, uh, I don't know, it's a mix between hope, integrity, and stay true to who you are. Yep. That's basically, exactly.
0: yeah. And I'm glad you brought up the integrity because we got to start off by, well, before, let's back up for a second. I also wanted to note that this is the very first album that does not include Richie Sambora on guitar. Yeah. And, the, and the, yeah. the also officially... Puts Phil X as the official guitarist and Hugh McDonald as the official bassist, which is deserved. Um, So, but let's talk about you said integrity, and that's what this album's all about—is their band's integrity. Um, You know, John um, found this in a magazine, and an artist named Jerry Hughesman or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Johnny uses as the cover. And, you know, you know, John represents the how the band represents the house, and then their career and their integrity defines the roots. So it was a good, uh, it's a good image to use. Um, you know, this is obviously an album where John had a lot to write about and a lot to get off his chest from you know 2013 all the way to 2016, and a lot of it has to deal with Richie's departure
1: yeah.
0: and the record company at the time you know between because we can what about now album and this house is not for sale burning bridges was released which which was just a compilation album Uh, Mm um but that had a lot at the time was going to end their uh the contract with the record company and so thankfully they were able to come to terms and they extended their contract with island records mercury records what what have you another thing that i really love about this album is how David Bryan has more involvement, he had more input than he usually does. So it was, you know, when there was interviews going on that John and David both said that David had more input and was doing more, I loved it, you know, because I think uh, David Bryan is incredibly talented and he brings a lot to the table. You know, one thing that I I wish he would have wrote the lyrics, wrote more lyrics on this album, um, because he's an amazing lyricist. Um, but at least we got, you know, more input from him and, you know, stuff like that. Um, another thing is, too, is, um, well, let me back up. And do you remember when Tidal was promoted in this album? Remember Tidal X or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, I remember. And so, so remember, like, the, uh, all throughout the summer and early fall, they were doing, yeah. like, here's a, here's a single, or, or here's a preview of this. And you had to pay to be a membership on this title. And I remember yeah. when they yeah. announced uh, This House Is Not For Sale, the single and the music video. And uh, so that that was kind of exciting that we kind of got sneak previews of the album before the actual release.
1: Yeah, I think the, the singles were uh, This House Is Not For Sale, Knockout uh labor of love i
0: think labor of love was kind of uh i don't want to kind of like a dead single it was but it wasn't yeah uh, but like you said this house knockout born again tomorrow roller coaster and devils in the temple those were like the five big singles the other ones yeah. had music videos and stuff but they weren't as um but i remember like on sirius XN, like all you heard the whole all those songs from that album on different channels. It was kind of cool that it wasn't just this single and this single promoting the album. It was all those songs. Um, let's uh, go into the tour.
1: Yeah. Uh, I
0: remember that the tour was announced on the Ellen DeGeneres show. Obviously, fans, you and me, we we knew about the tour before it was announced on Ellen. But um, I remember it was announced that because they were supposed to release the album on the twenty-first of October, and then it got pushed to November, and so I remember we were all bummed. And then that day they they announced the tour, and uh, they also announced the listening parties, which we'll get to in just a second. But um, actually, no, let's let's do the listening party first, then we'll go into the tour because the listening parties happen first. And did you do any of the listening parties?
1: Yeah, I I went to the to the one in London. Yeah.
0: Okay. What was it like?
1: Wow, it was amazing. Maybe one of the most incredible experience to me. Yeah. And I remember I refused to listen most of the song. I, I, I remember I was listening just This House Is Not For Sale and Knockout, I think. And well, we don't run, but because it was in the previous album, as you said, and it was the first time that I attended a show, and I didn't know the songs. <laughs> and it was really special to listen to Yon explaining every meaning of each song. So it was really really really, really incredible.
0: Yeah, you know and that's that's the cool thing too. About, you know I wasn't able to go to the there was one in Red Bank, New Jersey, London, which you went to yeah. Toronto, New York City. Yeah. I, I tried to go to Red Bank and uh, New York City. And I was an intern uh, to become a licensed funeral director at the time, so I wasn't able to get out as much. And so, unfortunately, I had to miss little shows. But, you know, like you said, it was nice for fans to be able to go in and and not hear some of those songs yet and hear what the song is technically about from John and then for them to play it. And you're seeing it live for the first time, you know? Yeah. So... But anyway, so the tour itself has started from February 2017, and I think it ended in October 2019. And this was the mm-hmm. very first tour that we aren't that we weren't accustomed to because we were always accustomed to Bon Jovi doing, you know, very long, lengthy tours and long legs of tours and and just so many shows. This one was broken up quite a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and um it was pretty much almost the, always the same set list every night, which was kind of kind of a downfall. You know, one thing I love about seeing Bon Jovi live is you never know what they're going to open up with. You never know what they're going to, how many encores they're going to do, or you know. But every night it was kind of like the same uh, set list. Still amazing yes. shows, though. I I, yeah. I did. I think I did maybe ten or twelve shows.
1: Wow. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, but it, you know everyone was special in its own way. Um how many shows did you do on this tour?
1: I think I did. I in the US, in the US I went to Newark and then in the in Europe, Moscow, Dublin, Wembley and Madrid. So five. Five in Europe and two in in US.
0: See, I wanted to see in two thousand nineteen, I wanted to go to the Europe so bad, and I just I couldn't do it because of work and stuff like that, but um, but you know, they did tour North America a couple times europe uh South America, Oceania, Asia, and so forth um, one thing I really loved about this tour though was the opening um yeah. last, you know when they opened up for this house in that, so I loved you know when they showed, like, a car point of view, front car's point of view, going through the roads and the cities and stuff. And so say if you went to the Pittsburgh show, you would see, like, the city of Pittsburgh, and you'd see the car driving through the roads of Pittsburgh, and it was cool. And then all of a sudden, the lights would go out, and then the, a curtain with the album cover would fall. Yeah. And and all of a sudden, you'd hear a spot. you you see a spotlight hit the center door there, and there would be John, you know? And, and all of a sudden that, you know, John Shanks would the dun, dun, you know, and then the show would start. So I, I always looked forward to that. You know, I, I complained about how the it was the same opening song every night, but I, at the same time, I also enjoyed that because I thought that was a great entrance uh, starting the show. Um, yeah. One of the things, too, that I liked about This House enough For Sale Live, which we'll talk more about the song in a second, was the way Phil X added at the end of the song, you know, like when they do the, after they're done with the final chorus, they do one more, you know, John Shanks does his guitar, and then all of a sudden Phil just kind of has a jam session, and then they finish the song. I always thought that was really cool too. Um, B-Stage was also cool as well. When he, uh, because usually he would do it like in the middle of the floor, and uh, I don't know how he did it over in, um, europe and all, all those shows over there but he would go up in the upper rafters and have a little stage and he'd sing you know amen and bed of roses what what did he do at your shows i think it was the here,
1: skin, no, it? here here was a bit different and i remember in in the us i think uh they started with a cartoon you know and you didn't see the stage but here was different we didn't have this and bed of roses uh was just like Maybe more simple, I think. Sometimes John uh, took a girl to dance and so on the stage.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, but it was a bit different.
0: Nice. And then one other thing to conclude about the tour was 2018 turned into kind of like a celebration tour because they were inducted to the Hall of Fame. Yes. And so that kind of, and then they released "When We Were Us" and "Walls" and and stuff like that, but. Let's start digging into the track, shall we? So the first one is um, This House Is Not For Sale, which was the very first single released on August twelfth, two 2016. It was written by John, John Shanks, and Billy Falcon. And I remember like we were talking about the title earlier. And uh, I remember when they showed a preview of the video, and because mm-hmm. that's the first time you heard the song and the video, and you know, and all you like in the video, you, you see John do this, and this house is not for sale, and you hear like a yeah. five clip, and like, oh my gosh, this is good, you know, because they really had to have a strong song, a strong single, coming back without Richie, you know, and that was a perfect song. Uh, another thing I like about this song too is the intro to this the the song with John yeah. Shanks, the way he plays that guitar. Let me, let me ask you something. Don't you think it kind of sounds similar to the Have a Nice Day intro?
1: A lot. Yeah, I think so, yeah. And, I don't... Yeah, and Have a Nice Day was one of my favorite songs and reminds me a lot to this intro, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, what's, your, uh, what's your take on this song?
1: This song is for me. It's the band. Uh, it's how the band is now, and how John feels about the band. And to me, it's the um, a feeling like feeling safe because they are here. They are standing strong, strong, even all the things that happened. Yeah, and they are honest, and they have a story to tell. So that's that's the main subject
0: to me. Yeah. You know, it's all about their integrity, you know, yeah. their, you know, you know, like when John said, this heart, this soul, you know, this house is not for sale. You know, it's all yeah. about the band's integrity and, and stuff like that, you know. I, I think, I think by this house is not for sale album, I think John realized he has nothing left to prove and this is the band, this is who we are. Take it or leave it, pretty much.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. You know, and I think, you know, live on future tours, I think that will This will be one of the very few songs on this album that we'll get to still see live. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see. Uh, music video was really cool. Um, it was it's
1: cool, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was filmed actually like five hours from where I I live, outside of Allentown, PA. I forget the name of the town, but um, what I wish they would have done was because you kind of see. John going through a a town, you know, it makes you feel like it, it was his hometown, but it's not. I wish they would have shown, you know, him going through Sayreville, New Jersey, or something yeah. where he actually grew up. But um, next, uh, oh, do you have a favorite lyric from this song?
1: Yeah, standing on the dirt where they dig dig my grave. I think that's my favorite. And also, you know, when they are singing, "I'm coming home." Uh, it's just the feeling about the band I'm coming home when I'm listening to a song or when we attend to a show and you meet your people you want to be friends and all this kind of stuff it's like we are at home
0: <laughs> yeah yeah exactly my favorite would be now we built these walls is in my veins no time for looking back the wolf is at the door
1: yeah you know that's good. So, yeah
0: yeah Let's go to the next one, uh, "Living with the Ghost," which is written by John. Um, you know, John has never really opened up about what this song is truly about, but you and I both know it's about Richie. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no yeah. doubt about it. It is about <laughs>
1: Richie. And, yeah. Uh, you Do you know, remember? I, oh, sorry.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. You go ahead.
1: I remember the the review he made about this song, and it was something like a minute or so. And I think he he just said, "You know who is the ghost?" So it's like, yeah, exactly. (laughs)
0: But I I know what video you're talking about. But I remember before that video, all of us, especially when this album came out, I remember us fans. We were talking about, "Oh, this is definitely about Richie. Like, there is no doubt." Yeah. G. Yeah. And you know, it's also about, you know, letting go of things that are dragging you down. You know, you, that not looking in the past, but looking in your future, you know, because yeah, you can't yeah. let the past hold you back from something good in the future. Um, you know, I I I like the line, you know, we were fire and gasoline, you know, and that's clearly the partnership between between energy yeah. good and bad. Yeah. Um and the music, you know, we're, we're talking about how misleading the, or not misleading, but how John doesn't really say it's about Richie. And so with the video, we were always wondering what the video was going to look like. And it's all about, I think it was Camden, New Jersey, where they filmed John going through the broken streets of Camden about, and yeah. talk about homelessness and poverty and all that. And, and we were like, oh, you know, we, we were wanting to kind of, I don't know. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting that as a video. It's still a good video. Yeah, and I'm sure that too has some part of the meaning too of of the song. I just don't see it. Um do you have a favorite lyric on this song?
1: I think uh he was crying to get some relief.
0: Yes, that's my that's my yeah. favorite the bridge. Uh last night i had this dream i saw a man wash his feet
1: wash his feet yeah (laughs)
0: in the church holy water i've worked up his knees from his arms to his neck said i'm over my head
1: over my head
0: yeah trying to get some relief i'm trying to get some relief i had this dream that man was me you know And so the reason I love that that lyric so much is because you you know something about John. I think it's John finally letting go of Richie and moving on. You know, yeah, finding that relief and being able to continue.
1: And it's very emotional. This part in the in the video when he's in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like a really relief moment. Yeah. 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 And also. Tico is amazing
0: in this song. Oh, I know, absolutely.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, Do you have anything else to say you want about this song before we go to the next one?
1: No, it's
0: okay. it's fine. Okay, we're going to the next one, Knockout, which is the second single, which was released on October 21st of 2016, which was the same day that they announced the tour and announced that they were pushing the date. Uh, It was written by John and John Shanks. I'm not going to lie, this one had to grow on me when I first heard it. It was one of my least favorites on the album. But once I saw it live, I fell in love with it. So now it's actually one of my favorites on the album. It's weird how that, you know, it's like Labor of Love was one of my favorites when the album first came out, and Knockout was one of my least favorites. It switched. (laughs) And so anyway, so Knockout grew on me. And I think it's truly probably the best it has the best of verses and energy on the album. You know, it's very, um, anthematic, you know, it's kind of, sometimes it's like, it's my life, you know, it's, um, it, it's it, 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 about defiance against all odds, pretty much, you know, like, you know, I'm doing it my way and take it or leave it, you know, I, you know, something like that. You know, it's also about, yeah. you know, a fight between a person and, achieving their dreams you know it about pursuance pretty much yeah
1: i think it's 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 about the fight and fight for your life and yep. i don't know yeah yeah and exactly. i it reminds me a lot to the to limitless
0: yeah it does especially yeah. the music video yeah um you know what I, you know what i really like about this song though too it, the drum intro yeah. In the intro, I love it. And then uh also the hey, 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 and, and then uh right before the, the choruses, the boom, boom, mm-hmm. boom.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I love that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and you you, probably, you you know what's my favorite part is though? It's probably the bridge when John says look me in the eye, and then all of a sudden you hear Tico boom boom, you know. I love it. I thought that was so good. i I always like that's what pretty much got me into the song scene that live was that part. The scene Tico pounding the drums before they go into the final chorus. Yeah.
1: That's a great uh, part here.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh do you have oh and I think it was great live. Like I've already, you know, said I think it was great. What do you think of it live? I thought it's better than the the studio version.
1: I, I think it's better but maybe. Yeah. Yeah. For me it's better, yeah.
0: Yeah and the the music video you know like you said too is kind of similar to you know limitless yeah you know this guy just kind of like on the run from you know everyday odds and and stuff like that um lyric do you have a favorite lyric uh
1: maybe that part when john says uh are you living in a nightmare or are you living in a dream
0: <laughs> we are the same person i swear to it. <laughs> You know, every time we talk, you know, online and stuff, I swear we're always the same person. <laughs> That's my favorite too. Too. Those because are. Really-
1: it, it's really powerful. It's like uh, I think everyone sometimes think about that. Yep. So, it's really easy to connect with the with the feeling.
0: Yeah, you yeah, know, it's pretty much having that decision in your life where you've got to make a decision. You know, are you going to do it this way? Are you going to do it this way? Are you going to let something hold you yeah, back, yeah. are you just going to let it? You know, so but yeah, overall, I really, really like Knockout. You know, looking back, I wish I didn't not like it so much when it first came out, but I've learned to really love it. Um, let's go to the next one. Uh,
1: okay. Labor of
0: Labor of Love. Technically, this was the third single. Uh, Released on November fourth, two thousand and sixteen. The same day the album came out, it was written by John John Shanks, and I also think Billy Falcon wrote on this song too. Yep. Did he? It was Billy yeah. Falcon? Okay, yeah. I thought so.
1: I'm reading <laughs> uh,
0: And this uh, this song is all about r- love and working through a, a relationship, even a tough relationship. In that love matters, and you you fight through, you know. Through a relationship yeah uh, what's your what's your thoughts on this song
1: uh, I think it's about love and uh, to um, but love in the very sensual meaning of the word too because of yeah. the yeah different to real love for me I think the yeah. meaning is a bit different and it's nice because it talks about love as work but the nice work or something you have to to take care of like a garden or something because if you don't take care of the person it's it's exactly
0: and and you say it perfectly that's right you know you you got it your love takes work. a relationship takes work it's not always easy
1: Yeah. yeah
0: There's two things that I like about this song, and I want to get your opinion. The guitar on this song, does it not sound like something from Destination Anywhere album? Yeah. <laughs> I ever, since day one that I've heard this song, I was like, oh my gosh, this sound. And I can't pinpoint which song exactly on Destination Anywhere, but it just sounds like it, it belongs on Destination Anywhere album. Just the sound of that guitar makes it. You know, I always thought that, and a lot of people think I'm nuts, but I think
1: to me, to me, maybe reminds to the first part of "It's Just Me." Maybe
0: Uh, it's just yeah, okay, I can see that. You know, just like I think, just the overall sound of the guitar makes it sound like the Destination Anywhere album. Another thing that I love about this song too is this is probably my favorite part. Was right. In between the bridge and the final chorus, when John is kind of more intimately singing, and then all of a sudden yeah. he fades out, and then Tiga goes boom, 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 and then all of a sudden it goes on the final. I love that. I thought that was so, yeah. it, it kind of feels like your heartbeat in a way. I just, I love it. You know, that's the best part of the song, in my opinion. Now, what's your favorite lyric? Okay, that's very easy. If I need
1: some sugar. I'll get from your lips. <laughs>
0: so that's that's mine. Uh, yeah, mine too. Uh, art one taste of your lips every night, every day. I know every curve, but it's never the same. If love is a fire, I'll go down in those flames. I want to die in your arms, hearing you say that my name. And then he says, hearing you say my name three times. And then my favorite part with the drums comes in. So that's my uh it's my favorite too. Um. Let's go to the next song, Born Again Tomorrow, which is the fourth single, which was released on December 23rd, 2016. I thought this was a great single, and I remember it being on the radio, and I thought it was great, you know, because it's, it's all about looking back on your life. It's kind of like a rebirth in a way, but it's also looking back on your life and asking yourself, would you change anything? Would you... Change anything that made you become who you are, good and bad, and so that's what I really loved about this song. And it was written by John, John Shanks, and Billy Falcon. Um, what's your What's your input on the on the song overall?
1: I love this song, but I confess it's it's not of my favorite songs.
0: I love it's the not. lyrics.
1: It's okay. not, okay. yeah. <laughs> But the lyrics are so, so, so good. And I've been listening this week because we have this review Yep. And, and it helped me to change my view of the song because I've been listening and singing. And sometimes I thought, why I didn't like this song?
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, we will we'll get to it, but I, the same thing with me for coming up to our house. There's only five Bon Jovi songs I or four that I don't like well, now that now three, but there used to be four, and coming up to our house used to be one of them. And the last week I've learned to love it, but we'll get to that that point. Um, a couple things I really like about this song is a Phil X's guitar solo on this song. It is so fucking good. You know, especially yeah. with you know when they did it live a few times, it was so good. Seeing Phil uh, play that guitar solo on it. Damn. Yeah. Uh, honestly, honestly, besides this house, this is probably my second favorite guitar solo that Phil does on the album.
1: Really?
0: Mm-hmm. I also like the intro. You know, how it goes into if you were born again tomorrow, and then all of a sudden you hear that, boom, boom, you know, and then the guitar. And then um, the chorus. As well, the way that they kind of do the chorus, kind of like Wild is the Wind. In a way, you know how like in Wild is the Wind, they don't do the full-on chorus in the first chorus, but they do the second and yeah. third. Same thing with Born Again Tomorrow, they kind of, in the first chorus, they kind of get into it, but then they pull right back out and go to the second verse. And then they finish, they do the full choruses in the second and final. That makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, what else? What else? What else? Um, music video. One of my favorite videos on this album, too.
1: Music videos is, is very cool, yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, the way that they show the evolution of life, you know, from someone being a baby all the way up, up until death. And uh,
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, so, what are your favorite lyrics?
1: You gotta read between the lines. Stop waiting for a sign. <laughs> it's
0: gonna live your life, yep. Yeah. Mine would be the second. Don't have to end up where you started. Heaven loves the broken-hearted. You learn from your mistakes. Bones grow stronger when they break. Who says scars don't fade? Honestly, those are probably my favorite lyrics of the album. I I love I love those lines. Yeah, the
1: yeah lyrics it, it's
0: are the, it, it's the absolute truth. You know.
1: Yeah.
0: Next one is roller coaster. This is actually my top five of all time Bon Jovi songs. This song was written by John and uh, two people. Oh, what are their names? Krista Stefano and correct me if I'm wrong. Ashley Gourley was her name. Yeah. Was that was Ashley that right? Ashley yeah. yeah, it's Go right.
1: Ahead. Yeah.
0: Um, I this song helped when this album was released. I was going through a, a tough breakup, and uh, at that time, I thought it was a real relationship it, you know we were together for a while but uh we broke up and uh, i was down in the dumps per se and uh this song really picked me up because you know the lines life ain't on merry go around it's a roller coaster you know so you go through ups and downs so this song really helps yeah. me through that uh tough time but one i always get goosebumps whether i'm listening to it you know on my own or if i'm seeing it live that intro with john shanks on guitar just yeah. hearing that su- the Beginning intro just always gives me goosebumps, yeah. Yeah, what's your uh, um, and obviously, the meaning of this whole song is you know, life has its ups and downs, highs and lows, and uh, you know, it's never a steady track of what you want it to be. Life is going to direct, life is pretty much the roller coaster, it's going to direct you on where you're going up and down and and so forth. Um, but yeah. like I asked, what's your Take on this song?
1: I think the meaning is uh, that one, that what you say. uh, Life is, you are not always on the top, but you are not always on a bad moment. So it's really cool to remember that.
0: Yep. And I also, I love the chord. And this is like one of my, I love seeing this live because the chorus was just, it gave me goosebumps. You know, I I just, It's gonna sound cheesy, but I'm gonna say it. I always thought the song was kind of like a roller coaster because, like, you know, you start like like the intro kind of gives you the goosebumps because you're starting to go, and then you get in the verses and you're starting to pick up, and then all of a sudden the chorus comes in, and and, then you know, it's then it's a real roller coaster. I know it's cheesy, but that's how I feel with the song, you know. And so when you get to that chorus, it just something gets in you that you just sing your heart out and you just you love it so much you know maybe it's because it's one of my favorite songs i don't know but uh
1: no i don't well maybe but but i think (laughs) the song it's but it's it's really powerful when you are on a show
0: yeah Yeah. exactly and the music video was really good too you know this is probably the second favorite video and i think they filmed it at seaside heights in new jersey or asbury park somewhere around there and obviously, it was at a fair and stuff, and you just kind of see different avenues of life you know you see a boy and a girl you know on their first date, or you see some little kid trying to get a toy or you know you just see different aspects of life going on um Do you have a favorite lyric
1: yeah the the start of the song, I don't know why, but I see you thinking twice, I wish I could read your mind. It's like yep. to me, it's really special yeah and yeah. You
0: know, I, that the one i always think he's writing about richie in that song
1: you Yeah, know, I,
0: I won't go on the whole richie departure thing but i always think you know i see you thinking twice i wish i could read your mind you know because richie was going through his own you know personal stuff and and so i think those two lines were written for for richie just my my opinion yeah
1: yeah probably <laughs>
0: Yeah. Uh, Next one is New Year's Day. Uh, It was written by John and Billy Falcon. And it was a, you know, the meaning of this song to me, and I think John has said this too, uh, obviously it's not the calendar year, but it's a rebirth. So people think, oh, it's the holiday. It's not, it's about a fresh start. And obviously I think this has a lot, this song has a lot to do with, the, the new lineup, you know, because, you know, 1983 to 2013, you had Richie 2013 on you have Phil Axe and you have Shanks and, you know, mm. Bradley even on tour. And so it, it's a new lineup. And so I think that's a rebirth of the band, you know, it's, it's a new start. It's being confident in who you are, not having anything to prove. And so that's all, that's all it's about. And I I also, in a way, I also think it's about the circle of life. Because, you know, there's a line in there, a newborn baby's crying as lovers say farewell. So I always think of, like, you know, and that could be interpreted in different ways, but I always think of, like, the lover saying farewell as a lover losing another, their loved one to death. But then at the same time, reincarnation of a baby being born. So, you know, circle of life. Yeah. You know? um
1: yeah i think it's about the band and also about the circle of life and to me uh let's raise up a glass and for our tomorrows to me it's yep. about the band
0: yep exactly i i love that line yeah. you know, what's funny about the song too because on the i think he says on no not on the london palladium cd but on i think my cleveland show that i went to he talked about how this was originally supposed to be like a slower type song. And then, so when John brought it into the studio, Tico was like, what is this? And then Tico kind of like <laughs> gave his input and said, no, it needs to, you know, the you know, with the drums. And, and so anyway, so the song actually picks up from being from slow to what we know of the version now, but you know, one day, I hope we can kind of hear what John had intended it to be the slower version of it, because I think it, yeah. I think it'd be good, but I think with Tico though I think, This was the right way to go, you know, having it pick up and becoming a faster song.
1: Yeah, I didn't remember that. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And the video was interesting too. I I liked the video. And uh, in the This House is Not For Sale book, they have some behind the scene photos, which were really cool. But I thought the video was pretty cool, you know, with the band at like a pier.
1: Yeah, but I, I think most of the videos on the album are great.
0: Yeah yes yeah, they are
1: and and they look like uh relaxed and smiling and happy and yeah, yeah.
0: they do what's your favorite lyric in this do you have a favorite lyric uh
1: yeah maybe let me see let's let's toast to a new beginnings yeah, yeah. and
0: and that's exactly what the song is about a new beginning yeah. Mine is where does the time go? Just watch the wind blow. Sha la la. Yeah, that's it's New true. Year's Day. Green Does the Grass Grow? Outside my window. Sha la la. It's New Year's Day. I like the Shalala part for some. It always makes me think <laughs> when we were beautiful. You know, the Shalala. Hey, sha-la, you know. Um, <laughs> let's go to the next one. Devils in the Temple, which was written by John and Billy Falcon. This song had to grow on me actually I, I i love it but it yeah, had to go on me um this whole the whole meme to this song is definitely about the record company and when the music video came out you know the music video is kind of one of those fun music videos but it's it's a exact replica of what the music industry is like you know when um you know in the middle of the video where the producer of the music video stops the girl from singing and tells her to uh, I th- like be a pop star or something like that you know so like these record companies are they're so dictative of what an artist is going to be instead of who they want to be and obviously you know there's some turmoil with john and the record company prior to this album and so i think devils in the temple is probably one of those earlier songs that john had written for this album uh mm-hmm. just because they were going through that contract fight and then thankfully they fixed it but i do think the song was one of the early ones that he had written um I do love the guitar in this song, the You know, I love that. Yeah. Uh, what's your What's your take on on this song?
1: Uh, I think it's about the music business, as you said. But I think it could be maybe realistic or negative. But if you see the video at the end, I think it's a kind of optimism when the girl finally, I think, beat the man or fight with the man or something. And John ends smiling.
0: Yeah. So it's like,
1: like a kind of hope or something like that.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's a good point. Yeah, you're right. Uh, lyric, you have a favorite lyric,
1: lyric, uh, look what they've done to the house of love, all this, the whole part, it's too late to run. Yeah, all this part, but also because the music, it's like really powerful.
0: Yep, exactly.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: mine was this was a church, a house full of prayer. It ain't that now. I could tear it down. There's thieves at the altar. A snake wears the crown, handing you coal, swearing it's gold. And obviously that's that's definitely about the record company ripping you off as an artist. You know, it's yeah. like uh the whole thing with Taylor Swift is you know, I don't know if you know the story, but like Taylor Swift, her music was sold without her permission to another um, guy. Uh, well, I won't mention his name. Um, but so pretty much, it's saying you know the record company owns your music, and they're trying to you know it, it, this thing like there's thieves at the altar. The record company are are thieves, and you know they enrich from you. You know they make money off of you and yet you're the one who's making this you're writing the music you're recording it you're putting your sweat and tears into it and then they kind of rip it out of you with you know royalties and and money and they they make money out of you and then you know a snake wears a crown the snake is the record company handing you full swearing it's gold you know so But let's go to the next one, Scars on This Guitar, which was written by John, Brett James, and Billy Falcon. Um, This song is, I think after you go through Devils in the Temple, this is the song that's a nice flow to it right after, because it's very easy listening. Um, And it's obviously about John not picking it, because John has said in a lot of interviews back during when he was promoting this album, that he didn't pick up his guitar from 2014 all the way up until and end of 2015. And uh, and so it's, it's obviously that relationship between him and his guitar and how when he has nowhere else to run to, he can pour his heart and soul into his guitar and, and make songs and, and all that. Yeah. When this song was released and John was talking about it. I-, I thought this was gonna be one of those songs that kind of like Amen where you knew it was going to be played throughout the whole tour. And once this tour started, I was surprised that this barely got played because I really thought that this was going to get played quite a bit. Because it's it's yeah. also a fan favorite, but it never really did. You know, besides well, the listening but- parties yeah i i think i just listen in the listening party yeah yeah, yeah. um so you know but it's uh and i i love how he kind of pours his heart out too with singing you know especially in that second verse when he says um uh, because she likes to make it hurt you know and it just gives you that emotion of the song that makes sense yeah um what's your uh what's your take on it?
1: my well yes it's about the relation between the man and and the guitar and to me uh when he sings she's been with me late at night yeah when, when i was running in the dark she heard my every word when i was pouring out my heart this is my favorite, my favorite part yeah
0: yeah my-
1: because, because I think she's. I, I think he's. Uh, I don't know how to express, but all the love he feels for the music and for the guitar. Yeah. He's just expressing here. Yeah,
0: Maya. <clears throat> my favorite line is, "She's giving me her best when I'm at my worst." when I can't find the pieces, fingers scratching in the dirt, she offers me forgiveness because she likes to make it hurt. You know, and that's definitely all about songwriting and and playing his guitar and pouring his heart out. Um, Let's go to the next one. God Bless This Mess, which is written by John. This is, you know, all about, you know, the, the band's integrity and, you know, Being confident on where the band is at this given moment and and the direction it's going, you know, they're just confident of himself And it's kind of anthematic in a way, you know, I enjoy seeing this live and one of the things that I really liked um, Seeing it live was the background when they would show like vintage photos or album covers and like kind of like these fake tabloids they did some real ones but there were some obviously some fake ones in there you know just from the media you know like when they said bon jovi's like richie richie's departure bon jovi's over stuff like that something along the lines of that and um so i like the how they did the background uh, of that song um what's what's your uh uh, how do you react with the song
1: well this is probably one of my top five on the on the album, and um, from the first time I listened, and I think it's as you said, it's about the band and the mess <laughs> they they yeah. are, yeah. And I I love very much the song, yeah. One, other thing, one Me of means... ma- Oops, sorry.
0: No, you go ahead
1: uh it's a kind of fun and uh, joy song
0: yeah it is
1: yeah
0: you know one thing i want to mention my favorite lyrics are i got some blood under my nails i got some mud on my face my force is shot i'm going too. <laughs> i love those lines because like i said john feels confident where he's at so he knows that his voice is kind of not what it used to be. you know it, it, I think he's pretty much comparing himself to what he is now to what he was. you know, and i I think John is great now. I, I think he sounds great. I think he's doing great, blah, blah, blah. And so there's a lot of fans in this fan base that like to criticize him for how or even just the media. Mm-hmm. They like to criticize him for all oh, he's not he's not writing songs like "You give love a bad name." He doesn't look like he did in the A, blah, blah blah. That's not John Bon Jovi anymore. This is John Bon Jovi, and so I really liked how he put that in the songs. You know, pretty much saying, "This is who I am now. This is my band. Take it or leave it." You know. So yeah. I, I, I think that's the most joyous part of this song. It's kind of like a defiancy towards the critics and the media and all that. Next one is Reunion, which is written by John. Uh, I love the acoustic guitar. In this song, I I always thought every time I listen to it, it kind of sounds similar to the guitar in "Whole Lot of Leaving," the acoustic guitar, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And so, so there, and it's funny too because like a, if I hear different, if I'm listening to someone talk or something, and I just hear the song playing in the background, I think oh, "Whole Lot of playing. Then all of a sudden, the verses will start. Oh no, that's "Reunion."
1: No, 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 it's <laughs> yeah.
0: But it's definitely a great song. Um, you know, the whole meaning behind it is obviously about graduation, but I, I also think it's about um, life lessons ahead, you know, but to enjoy life. You know, I, I think John's pretty much just preaching to the young people, you know, that you have a whole life ahead of you and you're going to have ups and downs and, you know, learn your lessons along the way, essentially, you mm-hmm. know. And um, there's – Two, I, I remember when he played this at gra- a couple graduations too which was kind of cool you know he did it solo with um oh well, no he did it with the band because phil x was yeah. there
1: yeah i think it was in summer maybe may or something like that
0: yeah yeah, it yeah. Was like May of 18 or something like that yeah let, let me ask you because i always wonder what this means there's a line in the verse or yeah hold your head high like harry give them hell like giving them hell what, who's Harry? What does that mean? I never,
1: I don't know.
0: <laughs> We're on the same, I, I love that. I love, him, but when he gets that hold your head high like Harry, give him hell. I, maybe it's an older term, I don't know. That, but I always wonder, I'm like, who's Harry? <laughs> I,
1: I thought you knew.
0: <laughs> I wish I said I, I, I wish I did, but I don't. You know what else I love about this song, though, too, is in the second verse when, um. When John says, right, you know, like yeah, right before they I, go into the I, final court, yeah. like right. <laughs> I love that, you know, that's my, like my favorite part of this yeah. song.
1: What's I your favorite? Say, my favorite, um, the part when starts something, some friends will go, some others stays.
0: Yep, I like, yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, that's part. It's really, and you'll find love when you find trust one day
0: yeah 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 that's mine are and i and i i live by these words write your song sing along love your life learn to laugh dare to dance touch the sky take pictures along i have to say the whole thing because it's so good take the yeah, pictures I... of, the step of the way make this the best of the rest of your day start your revolution and i'll see you at the reunion i just yeah. I, I live by those lyrics you know because it, it, it it's true you know,
1: I think it's a kind of song that you can print and put on your room, yeah, and read every day and remember something like that.
0: Yep, yeah. Next one is uh, come on up to our house, which is on the standard edition of the, which we're gonna get into the deluxe edition in a second. But um, come on up to our house, uh, which is written by John and John Shanks. And I, like you said, born again tomorrow, this one had to kind of grow. On you, or that you you. so since this album came out, come on up to there's only four songs that I don't like by Bon Jovi, and come on Mm -hmm. up to our house was one of them within the last week. After five years of this album being four or five years of this album being out, I finally have come to terms with it, and I actually like love this song now. (laughs) But when it first came out, I thought it was like watching an episode of Barney. (laughs) <laughs> just because it was, it was so kindergarten-ish, you know, not not to mock the band or John right I I think it's a great song, and it's just it made me. It's just too. Uh, I don't know, but I I like it now, and obviously the meaning is um, unity and coming together, essentially, you know, all about. Welcoming each other, and, and a lot of it I think has to do with John's Soul Kitchen, which obviously anyone watching this pretty much knows about the Soul Kitchen you know, about help people help people, you know, and yeah. you know, come to me, I'll help you. I come to you, you help me essentially. And so, uh, so I've learned to love this song. Um, and there's, there's two lyrics I really love that okay for like the soul kitchen you know i wish tonight would last forever and it would never end we are introduced as strangers but now we're leaving as friends that's that's john's whole john and dorothea's whole soul kitchen model is coming in as strangers sitting with some stranger at a table but leaving as friends so that's obviously about the soul kitchen and another one is you could and this is well you could tell me your life story. I could finish every line. The one's about hurt and heartache. It still gets me every time. And to me that that line right there saying that we all face this, the same kind of heartbreak and the same life experiences, even if we're strangers. We still go through the same turmoil and, and the good and the bad. but yeah, yeah, so let, let I'll let you talk now about your vision of this of the song. what do you what do you think?
1: I think John wants to talk about the, maybe the community and how people can make community together. But also my favorite line is the same that you say, uh, I wish tonight would last forever. And sometimes when I listen to the song, I think in, the, in a show, in a Bon Jovi show, because it's a kind of feeling like you can feel when you attend
0: a show or a concert or something nah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's, yeah. That's another good point of view. I didn't think of it like that. You're right. It's just like being at a concert, you know? Because it, it's like fans like you and me, you're, you're all the way in Spain, and I'm all the way here in the States. Yet, yeah. A, a band brings us together, and it's the same way at a concert. It's, I've made so many friends in this fandom through concerts, you know, coming as Strangers, leaving as friends. Um. Let's get into the deluxe edition now, which was kind of like a Target release. There was also a Walmart release. But anyway, the next track is Real Love, which is written by John and and Billy Falcon. This is probably my favorite ballad on the album. And what I really love about this song is it's pretty much a John and David song. You know, you you hear David playing the piano and then you hear John singing. And it's so intimate and so inviting. I wish this was played live on the tour because it is, it's so good. Yeah. And, and um and obviously the whole meaning behind this song is knowing what love truly is and not that uh, fantasy of what love is or infatuation, but truly having the longevity in a relationship and knowing what real love is, you know, it's like, um, yeah, that's probably the best way to put it. What's your what's your view of the song?
1: It's uh very deep to me. The first time I listened to the song, it was like, like a, very emotional. Uh I think because of the music since the first part is like, you know, homesick and love but with the pain. Don't know different to another kind of songs of love songs. It's a
0: bit yeah. sad. Yeah. And, and the bridge is so emotional. Just my favorite lyric. I put on the same shirt and I ran out the door, stole fistful of roses from the sidewalk store, just my heart in my hand. I had nothing to throw. Stand up on her front step, calling to your window. And I, I love how yeah. the the whole song is pretty much you know very slow, easy going, intimate with David and John. And then all of a sudden, when he gets to this bridge, it, it becomes so emotional and heart-wrenching. And you know, it, it proves what the whole song is about. It's about, you know, this is who I am. This is how much I love you. And you've seen every bit of me that no one else has pretty much seen, you know? Mm. You know, like, like, just my heart and my hand, I had nothing to throw. You know, like, this is what I have to give, you know?
1: Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, that's my favorite part. Yep. Okay. See, we're two peas in a pod. Next one one is All Hail the King, which is written by John Cristofano and Ashley Gorey, which they were another song in this album, too, which we talked about. But anyway, um, so John has always said, this is kind of like living with the ghost, and I'm going to go in depth with this. John has always said that this is about the Soul Kitchen. I truly think it's about Richie. <laughs> and, and, and I'm gonna tell you why. There's there's a few lines in this song that just makes you think about it too. For example, he could snap his fingers and catch lightning in a jar. I think that's about Richie in his prime. You know? Hey,
1: that's another point of view, yeah.
0: Okay, and I have a few more lines. And then I am you, and you are me. And I think that's about their partnership. You know, yeah. you know how, how yeah. kind of like firing gasoline in a way. And yeah. you know, the term King, Richie was known as the King of Swing.
1: Yeah.
0: All hail that's the King. True,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. I got one more that makes you really think about Richie. When you get that high, the earth below looks just like a blue pill. And I, I think that's um you know about Richie. Well, we shouldn't go in into the whole Richie Departure, but anyway, so I truly think that this song is about Richie. I really do, and I don't think John will admit it because he said he never
1: depends. thought never thought about it, but maybe, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. and I've talked with other fans too, and I've told them, you know, my point of view on that. And they're like, Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> So, um, what are your favorite? What's 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 your whole view on this song?
1: Well, I I I believe the John's version about is the about the Soul Kitchen. Kitten. Yep. But listening to you, maybe could be.
0: <laughs> I think it's about the Soul Kitchen too. Yeah, which <laughs> actually had a lot to do with the song.
1: Yeah, yeah. Some of the lyrics, yeah, maybe could be. Yeah. But. Um, it's a nice song. It's not one of my favorites. Don't know why of the of the album, but it's a nice song. And maybe my favorite lyrics. It's I am you and you are me.
0: Yeah, I like that.
1: And we are who we are. Yeah.
0: Exactly. That's right. Uh, next one's we don't run, which was written by John and John Shanks. It was actually released on Burning Bridges, and it's slightly different on the Burning Bridges. I think John kind of finessed it between Burner Bridges and this this house is not for sale. Um, this one I really I like working out to this song because it really pumps you up. Um, I like that pre-chorus uh, as well. Um, what else do I like about this song? Uh, Phil X on gu- on guitar sounds amazing. You know. Yeah. And I also like how John's vocals before the guitar solo, you know, it's kind of like a fade, like there's thunder in the mountain, you know, and then all of a sudden the guitar solo comes in and you you just hear Phil going at it. Um, The song is all about, you know, not backing down and we'll face what we face, you know, like pretty much like what they were going through from 2013 to 2016, you know, nothing was going to take them down and, you know, they'll face what they face, and yeah, it together it and it was fun lot I, I enjoyed it live, I'm surprised to get played enough live, you know it was a hit or miss live um, what's what's your view on the song?
1: I love this song, and I think it's about uh standing and face the truth and face who you are and don't run off anything,
0: yep, exactly, yep.
1: yeah, reminds me. To knock out, maybe the meaning and the feeling. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, my favorite lyric is "I'm not afraid of burning bridges because I know they're gonna light my way, like a phoenix from the ashes." Welcome to the future. It's a new day. And then chorus. What's your? Yeah, what's your...
1: that's that's great. Right, one of my favorites. But maybe if I have if I have to choose, I will say, "Only takes your touch for me to find salvation." You're the only reason that I still believe.
0: I like I like that line too. Yeah. Um, You know, that line kind of reminds me of the band. You know, like the band sticking together. And, you know, like David and Tico still saying, hey, we want to continue with you. We believe in this journey still. And I think, you know, I think that line is for uh, Tico and David. I really do. Um, You're the reason I believe. um, You know, just believe in the band's vision. Um, So the next four, which was a Target exclusive are these these four are my absolute favorites on this album. I can see why John didn't put it on the standard edition because it doesn't kind of meet the flow of the album, but these are truly my four favorites on this album. So we'll, let's start with the, the first one, I will drive you home.
1: Yeah, I I, I was thinking it was this song <laughs> because yep. I know I, you love
0: it. Yeah. I, it's actually probably my third favorite song of all Bon Jovi songs. It was written by John Billy Falcon and a guy named Luke Laird. Um, I love how easy listening it is, and and I love the meaning behind it. It's all about longevity, and there's two ways I think he was writing about. It. I think one was he was writing about the band, you know, the longevity of the band being together. And then obviously, you know, like in a romantic relationship. So it it, it can be taken in, in both ways. And it's very clever how it was written to be interpreted as that. Um I, I love that he does these at runaway trips. So I the runaway trips that I a few that I've done, he's he's played it. And I remember on the cruise, you 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 went yeah. on both cruises, right? So we were on the we were both on the first one. And I remember I was like praying and hoping. Because people were like, what song do you hope that he'll play? I'm like, oh, I hope he plays at least I'll Drive You Home or Color Me in, one or the other. I hope. He ended up playing <laughs> both. But I remember I just had like this, my body just overcame with joy when, uh, you know, you heard that boom, boom, boom. You know, I, I loved it. Uh, so I'm glad he plays these songs live. Um one thing that i wish they would have at least changed was the auto-tune at the end of the song it it it, it's weird you know like i think they could have done something like they do with like you want to make a memory where it's just like kind of like small background vocals and then like kind of instrumental to conclude the song um so i always thought that the auto-tune was kind of off you know
1: yeah
0: i still love the song so much
1: Yeah, yeah same me but i think most of us think the same about that but yeah. I love this song and it's probably maybe one of my maybe the my four favorite song yeah,
0: yeah. Um, uh, what do you have a favorite lyric in this song
1: Wow that's a difficult one but when he sings here comes the next big thing I think it's maybe because his voice and the music and everything. Yeah. But this song is still my heart. It's like from the first line. But yeah. then another one, maybe maybe some, some glitter's gone, but we're still good as, good as gold. That's exactly. a good one. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And, you, and you, you bring up about someone new and better coming along. New and better. You know, yeah. I, my two favorite lines in this song. The first one, when when some driver comes and tries to jump the start, I think he could steal your love and hotwire your heart. You know, to me, that whole line is new things will come and go, but I'll always be here. You know, it, it's kind of like the flow of fads and fashions, you know, things are going to come and go, you know, but it, and it's a perfect example of the band, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: Bon Jovi's been through the 80s, the 90s, 2000s, 2010s. We're in 2020, 21 now. You know, so the band has always been successful through all those fads and fashions, through the 80s hair bands, the grunge, the pop, the alternative rock. Bon Jovi has always been this. I think that line is truly about the longevity of the band. Yeah. Um, And I also like the line, let them rev their engines, let them spin their wheels. All they've got is shine. They're just chrome and steel. Yeah. You know? So I think that line is all about, like, how these artists are just writing songs to be a hit. They're not focused on being true to themselves. You know, they're, it's superficial, you know, and that, and that's what music is about. The producers and artists are just writing music to be a hit. It doesn't have any meaning, no substance. And like John says, you know, let them rub their engines, let them spin their wheels, show off what they, what they can do for a hit. But all, they, all they've all they got is shine. They're just chrome and steel, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I, I confess, I I know the song has, as you said, maybe two or three different meanings. But when I listen to the song, I think most of the time in John and the band, it's like they drive me home.
0: Yeah, that's, another, yeah. Good to, that's yeah. another good way to put it, too. Yeah, that's perfectly well said. You know, and I want to talk based on the relationship aspect before we go to the next one is, you know, like when the rest are gone, I'll be standing here. You know, I think this whole line is about a longevity in a relationship. And through the good and the bad, even if you think that you aren't in love with that person anymore and you look and see what else is out there, you realize what you had is what you need, what you want. Yeah. And, you know, so... I, I could go on and on about this song, so let's go to the next
1: track. Yeah, thank me. <laughs>
0: yeah, uh, next one's "Good Night New York," which was written by John and Billy Falcon. This song is it, it, it. definitely breaks away from the whole rest of the album because it is. It's just a fun, celebratory song about New York City. Obviously, uh, I love the va- the fast verses. Um, you know, like in the second yeah. verse. Starbucks, FedEx trucks on every street and avenue. Broadway lights shining bright, make everybody beautiful. Walking on the high line, reaching for the skyline. If Alexander Hamilton could see it, all garbage trucks backing up, beep beep beep. Dogs barking, the kids can't sleep. I just don't, the whole. I just love how fast the verses are. And you know, John, yes. what's your what's your uh, take on the song? You have any?
1: I've been listening this song uh, in the lo- lockdown a lot because it's really fun. And, you know, whenever th- the world is closed and the cities are sad and everything is so dark and this song is like lift the spirit.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um,
1: and I, I discovered more uh, this year and the last year. Yeah, because. I drive you home. Likes me too much, but sometimes I stop the album
0: here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, next one is "Color Me In," which is written by John and Billy Falcon, and just like "I'll Drive You Home," I love how easy listening it is. now he plays it on the trips and he played on the cruise. Yeah. My this song is kind of a little harder to define what it's truly about, but I think it's all about, obviously, in a romantic relationship is. You define me, you make me who I am. I'll be whoever and whatever you want me to be. Color me in, you know. Um, so that's uh, you know, like my favorite lyric is I want to be the song that's stuck in your head, close as a prayer that you'll never forget. All I can say is what I just said, we'll get there again. You know, I, I love those that line, that yeah, line.
1: that's beautiful, yeah.
0: Um, do you have any uh input on the song, any view?
1: Yeah, to me it reminds when you start feeling in a relation that you feel something special at the other one too, and it's like yeah. a kind of beginning or something like that beautiful. And I like yeah. very much the start of the song when he starts singing, Hello, my name is it's like uh yeah, <laughs> it's like magic.
0: Yep, I love it. It's yeah. just- that's what drew me into that song to hello my name is you know well let's go to the next one touch of gray which was written by john billy falcon brett james this, this song is kind of the way the guitar is played makes it very sad uh, which I, lo- I love this song and i'm a sucker for sad stuff um yep. but i love how it um oh where, where should i start Okay, the meaning. The meaning of this song is, to me, it's all about diversity. You know, we're all different, but we can come together, understand each other's differences. There's no right or wrong. You know, I think, and the song is so fitting right now too with the world that we're in, because you say wrong and I say right. You know, but your right could be, you know, we just, we. A lot of people think there's black and gray or black and white, but really there's a touch of gray in the middle where we all have to kind of meet. In the middle to make this world work and and stuff like that Um, One thing that I really like about this song is how it picks up before the final chorus and it it also happens at the end of the song Too I believe there's a a train still coming. I believe that there's room on board Break the chains and raise your hand up be the change we're looking for and that's truly what the song is about is being that voice and you know, voicing your opinion even though it's not what he or she says. It's about what you envision, what you see. You know, you don't see the world as black and white. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um Yeah, you know, what's your what's your view of, of the song?
1: I think it's about it's about the difference and how we can deal with that that thing. I mean, you are who you are and I am who I am. And maybe yep have one opinion and i have another one different but we can communicate and we can agree something
0: yep exactly and
1: the, i don't know it's like uh don't build walls yeah it's bridges. and yep. to me it's really interesting that you don't use the word gray because it's like he's changing and everything and um, he's using the colors <laughs> black, white, and gray. Yep. So I think it's the way he's feeling now Yeah. about everything.
0: Yep. Yeah. Touch, touch of gr- the, the gray is the answer. It's not black, it's not white, gray. You know, it's about working through those problems and, and finding yeah, who you yeah. are as a person, what you think could fix the common good, and, and blah, blah, blah. So it, it's a beautiful song. Um, yeah.
1: It's
0: a good one. Next one is When We Were Us, which is written by John and John Shanks. This, I think this and Walls was pretty much released to celebrate the Hall of Fame and then also to promote the 2018 tour. Uh, obviously, these were both just released digitally, never was released on a physical copy of the album. Uh, but When We Were Us was written by John and John Shanks as the fifth single released on February 23rd, I think, 2018?
1: 18, 17, I think, yeah. 18,
0: Eighteen, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, 18, yeah. Uh, and obviously it was in celebration of the rock hall. And what I really, 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 really love about this song was the rock hall performance. When, Because the song is all about the band's legacy of And so when they performed at the Rock Hall, none of us were expecting. I remember we were all talking on Twitter and Instagram about all they're going to play, Wanted, and Hits My Life, and all the hits that they're known for. And so it was kind of really heart-wrenching and very heartwarming to see John and Richie and the rest of the, you know, Alec, Tico, and David, and the new lineup all come together playing this song. Exactly, it, it, yeah. like, like when you saw John and Richie playing that song together, it just it really hits you in the heart, you know. Like I love that performance for that reason. Um, you know, my favorite lyric is "Cuts can heal, scars will fade. What we had will never change." You know.
1: Yeah.
0: So I I I, right. <laughs> I think that's that's about Richie. You know. You know. We won't get into the whole Richie thing, but I think with what had happened with Richie's departure, you know, cuts can heal, scars will fade. What we had will never change, you know, with the band's legacy and what they conquered together and and stuff like that. Um, Let's go to the last one, uh, Walls, which was written by uh, John and John Shanks. I don't know if you're a Trump supporter, but I'll say it: I'm not. Um, But, uh, this song is definitely about Donald Trump because this, when this song was written and released, Donald Trump was the president at the time. And I think when this song was coming out, the a big problem in the world was he wanted, Trump wanted to put up walls and and divide people.
1: Uh, yeah. Whether that
0: was immigrants or whether that was, you know, in, in, inequalities as far as transgender or gays or, um, uh, just what, just whatever, you know, and I believe that everyone should be treated equal, no matter if they're transgender, if they're gay, or if they're an immigrant, we should all be welcoming and, and coming together. Trump was very divided. And so that yeah. that wall pretty much assembles division. Um, you know, and, and I like how John pretty much says tear down walls and build bridges, which means, you know, pretty much to help each other. We shouldn't divide, but we should unite and so that's my take on the song um what's your what's your view on the song before we wrap up
1: oh i think it's about that uh about don't make more walls and make community and treat everyone as person no matter i don't know uh male female or uh religion or Things like that, because we are all the same.
0: Yep, exactly. Yeah. Yep. Uh, one of my uh, favorite lyrics too of the song is "When there was thunder," or my daddy told me, "When there was thunder, go be the lightning, don't run for cover."
1: That's beautiful. Yeah.
0: You know, so I think that whole thing is like, like Donald Trump is the thunder. You know, like making it bad, uh, making the world bad, and then you're the lightning, which. In a way, conquers the thunder and it kind of overpowers. And and I know it doesn't make sense, but that's how I envision it. Um, you know, so pretty much meaning you can be better than the problem and you can do good. Yeah. So, but you know, over you know overall, this album was amazing, and and we had to sit here and we had to talk about those eight extra bonus tracks because they're so good and they're so worthwhile. Yeah. And I'm glad we got all those songs because I'm surprised that we got half of these because they were outtakes technically, but they're thrown you know special or you know special target edition and and uh, digital versions. So, but um, any last words you want to say about this album before we wrap up?
1: No, it's fine. I think we talk about everything.
0: Yes, Uh, but. Uh, I want to thank you for coming on today. I thank you for, you know, I know you're. it's like midnight where you're at right now. So I want to thank you for coming on, and uh, I hope you stay safe, and I hope I get to see you somewhere on the next tour or runaway trip.
1: Yeah, me too. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for your kindness and for everything you do for the fans.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. You too.